Today on We Here, we're still wondering if Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston have the hots for each other. We'll break down everything Page Six has found out about their SAG Awards reunion. The Grammys are a mess, but are they even worth fixing? And Harry leaves his royal life behind and finally joins Meghan Markle in Canada. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my God. We're on Page Six? Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across Page Six. Page Six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin, And I'm Ian Moore. And welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Like, what is going on with Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt getting all up in each other's grill at the SAG Awards? Well, I don't know, Maggie. I think this is could be wishful thinking on the parts of fans, but you you think there's something to this. And we even have a body language expert saying that has weighed in on this, saying there's something to this. Okay, I like to give people what they want. And what people want is more information about Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt having a little moment where she was wearing that beautiful, creamy vintage Dior gown. They passed each other backstage and there was a little hand exchange. It was like a beautiful Renaissance painting, something that should be immortalized (laughs) forever. And we talked to a body language expert because body language says a lot. So what did this body language expert say? So page6.com senior reporter Eileen Reslin talked to Dr. Lillian Glass, who's a body language expert, and she told us that it looked like their love, and I quote, never died because of the affection (laughs) that they demonstrated. She says it's completely mutual, and that's what's so beautiful about it. They're completely connected. Their eye contact was like two magnets reaching towards each other. Could you die? Oh, my God. And you don't think that this body language also meant that since they had both won awards that their quotes are going to go up on their next projects. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But I will say it's 2020, not 2002. Remember when they were married and they were like the same hair color? They kind of looked like carbon copies of each other. That glossy shine is back on each of them. And I'm like ready for it. Well, despite the body language expert, we we had sources who told us that Brad and Jen, unfortunately, did not really get together after the award. So after this Renaissance painting slash mutual love fest backstage, which was photographed, they were both at Netflix's after party, we hear, at the Sunset Tower Hotel. Isn't that one of her favorite spots? I feel like we often write about Jennifer Aniston That is. I mean, there. it's a really big celebrity hot yeah. spot, and it's like kind of an old school place and Jennifer Aniston does hang out there a lot and so does well some of her exes like John Mayer's there all the time too but um so Brad and Jen were at the Sunset Tower um at the Netflix party but he was apparently holding court with Al Pacino Mm. of the Irishman and Peter Dinklage Mm. the Game of Thrones star and Leo DiCaprio his Once Upon a Time in Hollywood co-star while Jennifer Aniston was hanging out with Laura Dern from Marriage Story, as well as Netflix executives Ted Sarandos and Scott Stuber. This sounds like the Hollywood version of Grease. And then they're going to like meet with their respective <laughs> well, that, well, crews in the middle. It's funny you say that because it is true. It's not just not just sort of a cockamamie fan fiction fantasy that these two are together because our insiders told us that Jennifer Aniston then went to the Tower Bar, the hotel, after the Netflix party for a late night bite. Mm. Um, and everyone was looking at the door waiting for Brad Pitt to come in. 
So uh, a source told us, we thought Brad would come in to dinner. Everyone in the restaurant was looking out for him. We all kept turning around to see if he had arrived. But Pitt never showed. So there was no body language to judge on that one. He wasn't there. I mean, we've been waiting 15 years for Brad Pitt to come through the door. These two have been divorced since 2005. Let us have something. Right. I mean, and everybody does seem to be very into this. Like, And when I say everybody, I mean Britney Spears' relatives (laughs) and you. Jamie Lynn Spears, Britney's little sister, wrote in all caps online, we will be telling our grandkids about this. That's how important this is. Oh, wow. To me, I do have to admit, though, and as you I I had mentioned on a previous episode of the podcast, my love affair with Brad Pitt in my mind and and the Bradessance. And now I, I believe this month is now being referred to as January because it's her love moment, it, at least here on the podcast. But I just think this is like a fan. This is like a parent trap sequel gone too far. I mean, basically, I love how people want. I mean, yes, they have been married before. So I guess that is a possibility that they could be together again. I guess with an ex, there's always like, you know, you have that like shorthand and you can like cut out the middleman. Mm. What's the middleman? Tinder. But I I think in this case, though, it's like this wishful thinking, like as if they're like a Barbie and Ken doll that you're just going to mash together or something and be like, I love you. Let's go to our Barbie dream house rather than actually think that these are actual human beings with actual wills and actual feelings of their own outside of what the public would want for them. Although I guess it would be a great career move to continue being together. Well, I think the reason we're talking about this like 15 years after these two split is because this is the saga of like Brad, Jen and Angelina Jolie. You know, there was this movie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Brad Pitt has an affair with Angelina on the set, leaves Jennifer Aniston. They're done. Now it's kind of like, does the good girl finally get her moment where she's photographed, like walking away from him? Like, I've moved on. You can write as many headlines as you want about me not having children or being heartbroken. But here I am leaving you in the dust, even though you're golden, sober and looking amazing. Hence January. Bradness. Absolute Bradness. (laughs) Absolute Bradness. Well, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, Brad Pitt keeps making these um, jokes at awards shows about his love life, which seems to be working like at the Golden Globes. He said he couldn't bring his mom to the awards and he wanted to because everyone he's standing next to, any woman he's standing next to, people think he's dating. And of course, at the SAG Awards, he said that um, he was going to add winning the award to his Tinder profile. Mm. I saw a great tweet the other night that was like, who is writing his jokes because he is killing the award show season That's circuit? He's question. so funny. I'm going to look into that, Maggie. And by the time we gather here again on the next episode of the podcast i'll have that answer for you exclusively thank you guaranteed (laughs) the other thing is i think this could be the end of the reunion at least publicly only because at the golden globes and the sag awards of course those awards recognize tv and films which is why they're in the same place at the same time because she's on a tv show And he's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But, of course, at the Oscars, is she going to be there? Do they let TV stars into the Oscars? they let TV stars into the Oscars? There's that strict ban. And um, we'll see. Even though she was asked, there was a a wacko report out there that Reese Witherspoon had reached out to Brad Pitt about being on her show with Jennifer Aniston, the morning show, the Apple show, and... 
Jennifer Aniston did say that she would love him to come on the show, and he did once do a cameo on Friends. So yeah. that could be in the cards. There's so many more pictures waiting to be taken of these two <laughs> just looking at each other on a set. As award show season rattles on, our next stop are the Grammys. And rattle is the right term, Maggie, because the wheels seem to be falling off over at the Grammys. And not in a good way. It's going to be limping into Sunday night. Page Six reported that the first ever female boss of the Grammys, whose name is Deborah Dugan, has left the awards right before the show. And there are all sorts of pretty serious allegations flying back and forth. I think there's going to be more to the story this week leading up to the Grammys, and people are wondering if it's going to end up affecting the show itself. So insiders have told Page Six that they suspect that the Grammys fired its first ever female boss in an attempt to silence her after she wrote a bombshell memo that alleged misconduct inside the organization, including sketchy voting practices financial mismanagement, and conflicts of interest. But her replacement at the Recording Academy says that Dugan's camp is lying about the reasons she was fired and that she tried to shake down the Recording Academy for millions of dollars to leave. Wow. Exactly. Wow, Maggie. So basically, there's this major shakeup and huge scandal that's going on at the Recording Academy right before the Grammys. And there seems like there's going to be a lot more to this story because Deborah Dugan has retained the same lawyer who is representing Gabrielle Union in her dispute with America's Got Talent at NBC. Mm-hmm. He also represented Megyn Kelly when she walked away or was pushed out or fired from the Today Show at NBC. Lawyers for Deborah Dugan on Tuesday filed a discrimination charge against the Grammys. So both sides are gearing up for a war. And it's unclear how this is going to affect the awards. The thing that stands out to me is that among the allegations, besides like there's like a toxic environment at the Recording Academy and there was alleged bullying and one side says it was her and the other side says it was the the organization itself, is that there are allegations about um, impropriety in terms of the voting and in terms of the executives who vote on the actual awards. So you could look at this and say, like, oh, it's just this dry thing that involves some executive that comes out at the Grammys and makes some really boring speech that you go and get more popcorn during. But in this case, we're hearing that some artists could even end up skipping the awards. Will people start pulling out if more serious allegations come out this week? This seems pretty par for the course with the Grammys. Like other award shows, we talk about like what happens at the actual show, what happens in the lead up. The Grammys kind of have this air about them that there's always drama around. Like remember Whitney Houston dying on Grammys weekend, the Chris Brown and Rihanna domestic violence incident happened on Grammys weekend. Like there seems to be a dark cloud over the Grammys. Yeah, it's also interesting because the if this was happening before the Oscars, mm-hmm. I feel because it's like we look at the at the Oscars as as such a the MPAA as such a serious organization, and you know, like people act as if the Oscars is the Nobel Peace Prize or something like that, and it's <laughs> not. It's just like a marketing thing for movies. I mean, I think with the music business, there are always these 
scandals and shenanigans kind of have been uh, a big part of the music business's history. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I think the Grammys has always seemed like a more like wacky awards body. But this just can't be good for the Grammys, especially at a time when award shows are struggling to get viewers and get attention and people care less and less about them. I think the Grammys is always like pretty controversial. People always seem to be upset with the nominations Mm. and upset with the picks and either because they played favorites, seemingly, you know, played favorites with more established acts or they didn't give more established acts their due. It's like they basically can't win no matter what. Someone who I hope comes out on top during the Grammys is Lizzo because she is the front runner this year. She's nominated for eight different things and she's got the four big categories, record of the year, album of the year, song of the year, and best new artist. You also have some really new talent there, Billie Eilish and Lil Nas X, and some uh, go-tos, Ariana Grande and Bonnie Vare, and Alicia Keys is hosting. See, to me, though, I-, I think the weird thing is, like, music, it moves so fast as mm-hmm. opposed to, like, movies where it's, like, a huge event and it takes a long time to come out and make – I mean, with music right now, it's, like, turning on a tap. It's just, like, there's music everywhere with mm-hmm. every streaming service. So you just, like, turn on the faucet and there's, like, new music just pouring out of that thing. And so it is weird, like someone like Lil Nas X, to me, that seems like already so long ago. Like, are we still? Are we still still on the Old Town Road? How do we get off this road? Yeah, the Old Town Road to me (sighs) seems like really old. It's the ancient, dusty old road of yore. (laughs) You know, it doesn't seem like a fresh new road anymore. Well, it's funny because. Like, it just seems so, like. The, I don't know, behind already. The joke is that the best new artist categories, like these aren't really that new of artists. You know, this is just the first oh, time true, right? the Recording Academy is noticing them. So a lot of these people, like, for example, Lizzo, Lizzo has been around for a few years. She just really hit it this year, you know, but she's been working hard for a long time. Remember, and she's considered a new artist. Best new artist nominee. She's, she's one of the best new people the Recording Academy has discovered, but people in SoulCycle have been playing Lizzo. Let right, me tell you. Totally. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. <laughs> Girls in the gym have no Right. Well, there also, there's always the history of the awards, you know, the, the snubs are like giving Beck an award over Beyonce mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, but that's the same thing with the Oscars, too. It's just like that, you know, the voters are out of touch and they don't understand, you know, current artists. This year... um, there are a number of artists who won't be there, like Madonna is not going to be there. She has been snubbed. Um, Bruce Springsteen won't be there. Hmm. Um, but Aerosmith will be there. They're doing <laughs> a performance with Run DMC of Walk This Way. Hmm. Yeah, is that what we need in 2020? I know. <laughs> you know who I hope is there? Adele. You know, she's oh, the Grammy queen. Great. You always see photos of her holding a ton of Grammys. She's not nominated for anything this year, but we've been reporting so much on her changing appearance. And I'm very curious to see if this is her first red carpet. But she also, you know, but Maggie, you, you bring up a good point, as always, because I think more and more the awards and, and what we were just talking about before about the SAG Awards prove this to be true. I think that more than the winners or the nominees, it's just basically people going to these things and it's it's the photos and it's just that's sort of all anybody, you know, remembers. 
So I think, yes, you know, if Adele goes, it's just going to be the Adele picture. And that would be like, that'll be, that could be the biggest thing to come out of the Grammys. People don't watch award shows and that's why they need us to spoon feed them the best of the best. Oh, what? what do you mean? Ouch. I don't know. Yeah. The, we can, you're like the, <laughs> we can work through all the noise and find you the best parts of the award shows and the most interesting things instead of sitting ah, down and having so you watch it. rather than spoon feed, you mean curate. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> You're like, guess, don't bother watching the awards. We're going to spoon feed you the news, you little babies. There's more about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And I keep asking myself, There's... if they're leaving the palace, do we still get to use the term palace intrigue? Mm. Is this Canadian intrigue? Well, I think palace intrigue can be proverbial. Okay. Okay. I just like want to be right. Like you say palace intrigue at Domino's. At Tim Hortons. <laughs> I, I'm becoming less intrigued, I have to say. We know too much? Well, I think this thing... You probably saw this story, Maggie, on page6.com that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry or, well, what can we call them now? Well, they're not Harry HRH. And they're still Old the Harry. Duke and Duchess. They're still the Duke and Duchess. Okay, so old Harry and Ma- Meghan. Meghan. <laughs> you say like that? The hairball. Meghan? Like if they live next door to you, what would you call them? Oh like yeah, Harry and Meg. Ha- like, like what a Harry boring... and Megs. It's like so pedestrian. If someone was like, "Hey, um, honey, uh, guess who I invited over tonight?" And you're like, "Oh, who?" And they're like, um, "Meg and Harry from next door." You'd be like, "Oh god, oh god!" Now we have to talk. No, to them. not again. She's gonna make that weird tofu casserole that I don't like. I'm gonna pretend right I don't with like chia, it. and then also have to talk about her like acting career and like her line of artisanal bracelets (laughs) line of artisanal bracelets and their new t-shirt line (laughs) their royal sussex t-shirt line but anyway so they're coming over but they are pissed because they are exploring legal action already they they set foot in canada and there's already a lawsuit brewing against the paparazzi Wow. For taking pictures of Meghan Markle walking the dog. With the baby? With the baby and Mm -hmm. the dog. Yeah, exactly. And Prince Harry getting off an airplane and smiling. And they're basically, their law firm in the UK has threatened British outlets from using the pictures, saying that it's harassment and an invasion of privacy. And even though Meghan Markle was smiling in the photos that... They were taken without her consent, and the paparazzi were hiding in the bushes and using long lens, you know, cameras. But I just don't think this is a great way to like kick things off with Canada, with like to to land and then file the lawsuit upon arrival. Well, when in these photos where Harry is landing, he looks pretty happy. Has a little duffel bag, down coat, gets scooped up by a yeah. waiting car. And- How dare you! He's Show a photo of me smiling. Looking carefree. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Yeah, exactly. So they're pissed. And then um, there's also a report out that Harry, um, as far back as 2018, was worried about his story playing out on the Netflix show The Crown, even though Netflix um, execs have said that they would be very happy to be in business with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, and now that they're no longer um, 
royals officially they can they can make money by you know doing entertainment projects but um apparently harry does not want history to play it on the crown although it would be totally awesome on the crown it would be great for the crown i haven't watched the crown yet and when this all picked up two weeks ago i was like well it's time to start watching the crown so i can catch up to get up to, to, get modern, up times. to modern times well and also the casting will be good if they're oh, doing yeah. the prince harry Meghan markle thing or she could play herself i'll play prince harry you could play Prince Harry. You'd be very good. <laughs> We're both gingers. <laughs> um, but Meghan Markle can play herself. And um, yeah, I don't know. Things are going a bit weird. Um, what else is happening with the royals, Maggie? Tell me. What else is happening? What is our, what's our body language experts say about them? You know, that's we got to get Dr. Lillian Glass to talk about Meghan Markle. What does a smile say? What does exiting a plane carefree and carrying your own luggage yeah, say? that's true. I mean, I wonder. Hmm. So when Harry was getting off the plane, I guess the reason he was smiling is he hadn't been with Meghan Markle for 11 days. Remember, because she decamped to Canada without him and then skipped the royal conference call about their leaving the royal family about she couldn't call in from canada the phone works from canada they i'm not sure about that yet maggie i don't know if what the what the telephone situation in canada is but so harry remained in the uk with his family for that summit with the queen and then before leaving this week he was photographed with uh, UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson having a 20-minute heart-to-heart talk, according to reports. But then he skipped an evening reception for African leaders that his brother Prince William instead uh, took over his duties for that one. And he caught uh, Harry caught a, a BA flight to Vancouver connecting with a turboprop plane to uh, a nearby island. But a British taxpayer still paid for this for this trip because they had to pay for his his security. So he's going to have to figure out other ways besides the crown to start making some money to pay for all this. Yeah. And if they plan on taking legal action against these paparazzis who have taken the photos of Megan walking the dog and smiling, who will pay for those legal fees? That's a great point. It will not be the British taxpayers, right? That's a very good point, Maggie. Mm-hmm. I think, however, that we're going to see a lot more photos, Maggie, of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle than we are of Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston together. Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. We'd love to hear your questions and ideas for the show. Is there a celebrity you're dying for us to dish on? Email us these hot takes at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. Don't forget to leave us a review. We'll be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.